Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Well, we're in the damn frozen tundra. It's like weather in February up here. It's only December. It's negative 200 degrees. Okay. Uh, I had to get that out of me. I'm pissed off about that. Like, I went out to my shop. I got it warm, and I was like, no, this is not happening today. Like, I got some projects I want to finish. Uh, it was rad. I'm just, like, ready to be hunkered down in my bit of uh, seasonal depression of Minnesota. And next thing I know, I'm, like, playing PS3 again. And then I'm, like, all of a sudden my friend Sarah from the Zeros gets out, like, posts something on their page like i'm now a member of the zeros and i simultaneously got kicked out of the zeros all in all in one fell swoop and then like i get in de- inundated into a few other gangs around and like <laughs> justin from the centaurs said i'm in the centaurs now so i mean you know what who knows maybe i can be honorary for like many clubs this year like we'll just see how many i can go through um that could be fun i just want to say a few things before we get going on this week's uh, episode, um, <laughs> I want to bust balls this week, but I'm just not going to that bad. Uh, it was nice to hear Mr. Thomas over on Moped Monday um, giving some comedy back to the group uh, and some memory, you know. Uh, if any of you actually commented on Thomas's $2,500 max here or whatever he put on, come on. Like, Come on. I mean, that guy throws out some numbers now and again, but like, people, please. That's all I have to say about that. Just please. And that $8,000 moped on MA are getting posted all over, dude. That is the funniest shit ever. Like, okay, the guy could be an outsider, could be quote unquote clueless, or have some fun with this shit, dude. Like, it's not going to sell for eight grand. Like, no, not going to happen. Put it out there. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll be the. Most expensive moped ever are not, you know, we'll just see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I did listen to the moped Mondays, uh troll episode and I find, and if anybody didn't catch the biggest troll of them all, they didn't mention the biggest troll of mopeds once or in least in recent history, uh, once on that episode, which I, I thought it was a little funny. Uh, and um ed i know you listen to the show and that's funny you mocked up that sax motor to a derby but we all know you don't have the chops to actually run that dude like you would gain a lot of respect from me if you actually had the nuts to weld up a a sax motor to a derby like that's you'd get cool kid points i mean it's one thing to slide it under Weld it up, Ed. Show up to a rally with that. Dude, you'd get fucking all the cool kid points in my world if you actually did that. Um, This week is going to be rad because Will, I, I think it was Will on MA, like kicked up an old chopper um, thread. And I started scrolling through the people on there. And I saw a couple of them, like couple of the guys with a lot of posts and like I knew nothing about and I will reach out to random people I have no idea anything about and this is the rad thing I love about my podcast I just get to know people we don't have to do the 
quick like salesman pitch that you do with people at rallies like oh this is your bike yeah i did this okay cool bye like i get to actually get to know people and that's what makes me happy i like i have said for a long time crowds scare me or i hate crowds love people if that makes sense to anybody so like if you see me at a rally and i'm not talking it's usually because like i have the weird social anxiety going on but like one-on-one dude fuck i love i love people i really do um and that's why i i'm getting all cheesy but anyways we're just gonna go right ahead and i'm gonna have my guest introduce himself sure um so i'm like you um probably don't love crowds and only love some people but my name is Emil <laughs> Nguyen um spelled e-m-i-l kind of like evil but with an m and so i think that helps people remember how to say my name and so um i'm emo? into mopeds yeah it's emil emil yeah okay yeah. we're gonna write this down because i'm no emil i know i'm now that i said it 45 times i'm gonna remember it but i will fuck it up because short-term memory issues is a thing for me pulling up i should really go through my old oh dude this tells you how much i don't go in my basement I am looking at notes from a notepad I haven't used forever. Oh my goodness. Emo. How you spell this again, my guy? E M I L. M I L. All right, Emo. We're gonna yep. do that. All right, Emo. Yeah. Um here on Second Chest Bone Pet Podcast, we go through people's moped journey. I the very first time they ever saw a moped to you know, middle part smile ride. Or <laughs> I'm screwing that up. From like the smile ride to the middle part and what it's like today. So, you know, let me ask you this. What was the very first memory you ever had of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but, like, you can conceptually know that is a moped. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I I live in Southern California, Orange County, which is a suburb uh, about 40 minutes away from Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. so, the first time I ever saw a moped that I knew was a moped, for sure, um, I was actually looking for them online on Craigslist. And um, not my best moment, but it's because I was researching them because I had recently just got a DUI. And nice, it's one of those dude. things where you think, oh, you don't need a license to ride this thing. I need transportation. And then soon after, I found out that you do need an M2. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of just gave up. But I reached out to this dude on Craigslist and he had, of course, a Magnum. And I think he was taking it through the drive-thru in the photo. So um, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, then I was just talking to him about it and chatting him up. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a moped. It has pedals. I'm like, so you got to pedal it like a bicycle? They're like, no, well, actually, you don't. It's just mm. there for the law, basically. But you can just ride it without ever mm-hmm. actually pedaling. Um, but he's like, it's cost about, you know, like $2,000 or whatever at the time. And this is probably in like 2000 or something like that maybe okay. 2009 and, and you're so you're kinda... in california prices so those are still like very foreign to me and like i got to thinking about it, not to like make it about me by any means but like i got a dwi i got one back in 2001 and like i'm in minnesota so like it was fall time to almost winter so like i didn't even think of the moped thing like i again like a lot of people like yourself like oh I'll get a scooter or moped we'll just ride that but Okay, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, and I always thought about that. Why didn't I get a moped? Oh, it was the fall. That's why. Too cold. Yeah. yeah. But here it's, it's, you know, you could ride pretty much year round. Yeah, um, you better prices, ride year round, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's a little bit cost prohibitive, but, you know, 
especially where I live, the speed limit is super fast. So mm -hmm. like just around me is around 50 miles per hour. So you have to actually have a pretty fast bike. And um, the sweet spot for me actually is around 40, 45 miles per hour, any faster than that. Um, it kind of, you know, gets squirrely, even though your bike can handle it. Yeah. So anyway, I, 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 it was too expensive. I actually ended up getting super deep into bicycles and that was like my thing until, um, probably around like 2011, I kind of just started researching them again, um, just because, and, um, yeah, I bought my first moped. Um, it was a 1978 Honda Hobbit PA 52. Dude. And most I most perfect bike ever. That's so like... many rules for perfect. buying your first moped. moped. First off, it didn't work. And um, so I bought a non-running moped. That's like rule number whatever one, buy running <laughs> moped. And then um, I was trying to decide between that and a Plute Pinto. And I made a thread on it on Moped Army. And oh, I let Lord. them decide. And they said, oh, you should get the Hobbit. And I said, okay. And the Hobbit was half the price. Mm -hmm. $300 Hobbit, so which is amazing for California prices versus $600 running uh, Plute Pinto 2. It's yellow also. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, so I just dove right in. I have no mechanical background um, other than bicycles, which is sort of related, tan like adjacently related to mobile. At least you could knew how to turn a wrench, if you will. I mean, I own some wrenches. Yeah, yeah. And I turned <laughs> them righty tighty, lefty loosey. That's for yeah. sure. Like I could build a bicycle, put one together from parts or whatever. Um, but, you know, that's as far as it went. And so I bought this moped and then, so my first smile ride was when I got it working and I, you know, what do you have to do to get it working? Email. So email, uh, am I pronouncing yeah. that right? Cause I don't want to yeah. be an asshole. Okay. Yeah. Email. Like, yeah, 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 that's good. I mean, I respond to a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> emo. My dad actually calls me emo and that actually Dude, that's was awesome. kind of my name, nickname for the longest time until emo music came out. And I was like, well, that's not what my name is. So <laughs> And kind of more from that. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So to get it running, um, all I had to do was clean the car. And oh, wow. And the, and the tank was actually shot. So um, I replaced okay. the tank with like a an Urban Express tank, like the little one that goes on the back. Oh, wow, dude. That's really neat because like now a lot of Urban Express people, mm -hmm. uh, they're looking for those tanks because they're oh. getting kind of hard to find, actually. The Yeah. So, yeah, not the regular Express, the Urban Express. So it's like the more squarish one. Mm -hmm. And I was able to mount it to the back of the Hobbit rack. And it just pulls okay. up if you just flip it in reverse. So okay. I just ran that. Yeah. So it was it was actually pretty sweet. And yeah, uh, I love that cleaned, Honda engineering, dude. I love fucking Honda. Yeah. It cleaned the car and it, it ran like 30 miles. It only had 300 miles on it or something. They must have crashed it and just parked it and then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, rusted out the tank. But um, yeah, Probably, so yeah, I left gas in there or some shit like that. Oh yeah, it was all varnish when I when I opened it up. Everything was that that part was toast. But I just picked up a, a tank from MA because you know I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't want to bother trying to clean the tank, replace the petcock. Mm -hmm. I was more like I could buy a tank for like twenty bucks. That saves me so much time. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, that's what I did. So was the tank you bought was that uh was that cleaned like, out already? Army too. Yeah, yeah, it was cleaned. Had a pet cock and just had to run fuel line, and that's it. And how was how was that like first getting it going? Like, I mean, obviously we know because we've all ridden, but like, I find was there mopeds around you or anything like that, or is that just this weird draw to them for some reason? Like, I need to do this. 
there's no mopeds around me. Um, I guess I'm always kind of been into like old or vintage things. And the moped is like the perfect vintage vehicle to get into because it's cheap. It has like a vintage look and it's so simple that, you know, even without any experience, as long as you have the desire, you can, you can get into them. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. but it was actually, I think the feeling that I enjoy the most is getting a non-running moped running again. That is Yeah. probably like the most addicting thing for me Mm other than, -hmm. you And know, do they all have the same smell when they first fire up? Because, like, I've gotten several bikes running again, and they all have the smell of bad gas and rotted rubber. It's just, but it's kind of good at the same time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and it's like super, super smoky and, Uh-huh. you know, and then it's amazing. It's actually super, super amazing. It's super addicting, Yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I've had a long work. I'm, uh, I've had a long work week. I um, yeah, we had so many machines. We've been working on it. So I apologize for yawning in the middle of that. And actually, I'm looking. I'm trying to find your your uh, page again. Just uh, so my Instagram there we go. is Sorry. very, very not not Uh, Uh, updated and not moped really you know i have now i have two kids so no moped. um <laughs> ah, yes. it's 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 kind of just falling off um i did update my garage a little bit I, every time i do a build i kind of update my garage um but yeah so that's a little bit more update with my builds Um, but we'll get back to your story. Sorry for getting all over the place here. Um, so you got your first bike running. It's stock. You're rolling around. You obviously discovered MA right away because just doing the internet research. Um, you discovered probably Treatland right away. Uh, were you were you a, in the scene when 77 was still out in the Bay Area then? Or No, they had already moved to back back to to Kalamazoo. Michigan or Kalamazoo. Yep. Yeah, but I actually came in, I think, at a really good time, especially with Hobbits, because it was right when MLM was kind of starting to produce pipes, and they Mm-hmm. made that, like, side bleed Hobbit pipe. And prior to that, the only thing you could get was the Proma. And Mm so -hmm. I didn't want the Proma because I heard it was just so loud, and I didn't want my bike to be loud because neighbors would get mad at you. Um, <laughs> so I yeah. was kind of patiently waiting for that. And then also Indigen was kind of like on the scene making like random Hobbit stuff at that time. So I actually own one of those Indigen Hobbit seats, which I think is pretty rare. Um, but I don't have a Hobbit frame for it. So I just own the seat now. Mm -hmm. I want to see this because I have never seen the Indigen It's a seat. really good looking seat. Um, Huh. and it's kind of a bummer that I don't know what happened to Indigen. Maybe just they fell I, off. I think, I don't know, like Shane, who was a part, they called him Indigen Shane uh, the other week. He was the designer for him. He's been on my show. Um, he actually made me some headlight bezels, which are turned out to be going to be a savior for me. Thanks, Shane. Um, I, I'm not sure the whole Indigen thing. I've heard, I, I've heard the rumors like this happened, that happened, whatever. But uh, you know, come down to the manufacturing process. I think was kind of stumbled their toe on him a little bit. But again, I'm talking out of my butt of stuff I don't know the full story for. So I will shut my mouth right now. Um, but so you, you got a pipe. Did you put a pipe on a stock, um, cylinder or did you I did. actually? Okay. I threw the pipe on the stock cylinder and it went a little bit faster. 
And then I was like, well, maybe I should try kidding it. So then I, I read, I, I mean, I read a lot. So I was on Moped a lot, Moped Army okay. a lot. And I post a lot. And that's why my post count is probably really high for mm -hmm. how unknown I am for sure. Um, so I, I thought I should buy a kit that is not too powerful. And so I'm probably going to seize it. So I'm going to go with a Stocko Shocko kit, a kit that no one really, really wants. I um, first kit I ever had, my guy. Yeah. And it was like, uh, so, and I bought a, a defective one, like a chip skirt one. So yep. <laughs> I put it on and I didn't want to wait to reject my carb. And so then I seized it, you know, yes. I rode it to work and then I seized it on the way to work. I soft seized it on the way to work. I was like, okay, so you got to retune it for sure. Mm -hmm. And rejet for sure. And then, um, I started researching like, oh, rehoning it, blah, 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 blah. But I just pretty much didn't do any of that. I just broke the piston loose, rejetted it, and then ran that kit for like, I don't know, like 2,000 more miles. Totally Dude, fine. that's so awesome. Like I, yeah. um, with mine, uh, a friend was over, it was on my birthday, and he's gotten way into chainsaws, not crazy Wayne style, but like he's gotten into building performance saws. And um, he started looking at that cylinder. He's like, Kevin, this is a pile of shit. I need to fix it. So he started case matching everything. He started cleaning out all the transfers, all the ports. And like that thing fucking ripped, dude. Like, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna tear it apart and clean some stuff up and raise up the transfers one of these days. But like, dude, that does a solid 48, 49 miles an hour on that Stocko Shaco. And like, but me too, my guy. Like I seized that kit right away and I had to put a new piston in it. Like I, I you just ran it. I put a new piston in it. Um, yeah. but no, I'm actually kind of a fan of those Stocko Shacos, but you just got to clean everything up in them. Like they're a good, fun, lower CC kit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after I'd, that, I threw a team, I'd much rather have a Stocko Shaco than a DR kit. <laughs> I've never ran the DR kit. So after the Stocko Shaco, I went with, a Polini kit. Oh. Um, and I bought it just off of someone from MA. But then I did a little bit better. You know, this time I I chamfered the ports and I just gapped the piston ring. And that's it. That's all I did. I don't have a case match. Um, I feel like it's a lot of work. And that kit is still on the bike now. So that kit has been on the bike probably for like 10 years or so. Dude, you that's know? awesome. Yeah. And I don't own the bike anymore. I, I, I sold it to my friend and he still runs it and it still has an MLM pipe on it. And mm -hmm. it does like, it was faster than my metric kit derby, my, the, the cast iron derby. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know why everything perfectly aligned. I just slapped parts on it, tuned it a little bit with the weights. Um, and that, that bike still rips. Um, it doesn't feel like as smooth, but the top speed is, is just really good on it. It's a little jank. It's a little janky getting there, but once you get there, yeah. it's freaking hits yeah. hard. That's rad, dude. Yeah. Um, so you're starting to figure things out. Starting to um, play play with hobbits, which makes me happy. I love hobbits. Like, yeah, I have, I only had one hobbit for at least I don't know. Like it was my main bike for for until I got my derby, which was only like a couple of years ago. So I only ran really one main bike for, you know most like eight years or whatever just the no. Hobbit or other hobbits too because i would buy like a piece top like whatever hobbit and i would just take parts from it and put it on because I, I go through a lot of phases to like mm -hmm. build bikes and i i went through obviously the top tank phase and then i created a top tank hobbit and i didn't want to mess with my clean hobbit 
So I bought a whole nother Hobbit just to top tank it and then slap my good motor on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I cafe up, racer and bars and all that good stuff that goes along with that build. Just whatever bars. I I didn't do the drop down bars, but just like the regular, uh, I don't know. I forgot yeah. what kind of, yeah, just like bat, bat, bat wing bars, whatever, but they're not the kind that drop down like the cafe yeah. racer, whatever. Yeah. No, no, no I, I know what you're saying, my guy. Um, yeah. So are you finding any of the um, scene around you at all? Are you still just kind of off in the lone by yourself doing your thing? Yeah. So um, I've never been to Myron's mopeds, even though it's mm-hmm. near me. But I think by the time I started building bikes and riding them, they were phasing out their rides. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't really like an Orange County scene anymore. And L.A. is too far to really ride a moped to to check out and i didn't really have access to like a truck but i could bring i guess a bike in my hatchback but i didn't i wasn't really up for that mm-hmm. um but i i've met a couple of people around here and they're kind of similar to me but for some reason they have a lot of bikes so <laughs> rainier is one of the guys um he's on moped army he's been on there for a long time he he has tons and tons of bikes um i've like, heard that name yeah. kicked around so yeah yeah, yeah. Another guy is Pat from Garden Grove. He has like like 30 running bikes. I went to his house. I'm like, where are you? How come you're just out of nowhere and you just have all these mopeds? And he's just been into them. <laughs> and another dude, uh, Mikey, um, I don't think he's on there anymore, but he had this super fast uh, Peugeot. It's like a 70-mile bike, but I don't know. It's just like there's these random pockets of people that are into mopeds in Orange County, and we kind of rode together one time at like a like a like – a, vintage bike ride and i mm-hmm. think baird actually started coming on the scene too so i've, I've met baird too and he was doing that community build for yeah, a moment yeah. but, uh, that kind of dropped off but baird's a cool guy yeah um it's pretty rad to kind of hear how like these puzzle pieces are fitting together like um so hey let me ask you this so you got had you you gone to some group stuff have you been to rallies at all I've never been to a rally. The only rally that I've been to was when Chad Burke bike build bike group whatever building gather did, uh, building gather was remote because of oh, COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's dude. the only thing that I've ever attended, and the only like real moped get together that I've been to was a swap meet out of uh, I think Moped Workshop LA hosted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's with um Todd's shop over there and then um mike boyd i think yep. had part yeah he put it together but yeah i've, I've actually met mike boyd and hung out with him a couple of times um like super nice guy it's super rad. he's super like, nice yeah he's awesome but it's it's weird because every time i feel like i would run into a moped person i would think i don't know they're kind of not nice <laughs> not not I, not not that they're not nice it's I, I would think that they wouldn't be nice. It's because I've never really hung around with moped people before, but all of them are just so incredibly nice. Yeah. It's dorks crazy. too. You forgot. Everybody is so nice that I've yeah. ever met. Yeah. Yeah. And even people that buy mopeds, because I, I would just like sell mopeds randomly on, on Craigslist. People that want mopeds are very nice and people that sell mopeds are very nice. And so I've always had good interactions with people. So I've had a couple of different bikes that sold and put together an e50 and a za50 and i had a marini at one point and you know kind of just getting bikes running from not running and then just probably selling them for you know a reasonable amount or whatever mm-hmm. 
So let me ask you this. You kind of told me you were going to go on your thing between the Hobbit and the Derby. Uh, we talked a little bit. What's, what's your feelings, Hobbits versus Derbies? I think that Hobbits are the fastest bike being for Buck, um, for sure. Yeah. And But what I don't, what I didn't like about Hobbits, because you called my Derby a scooter. <laughs> I would say a Hobbit is a more scooter bike than a derby because oh hobbits totally are scooters <laughs> derbies at least have the pedal mechanism built into the bike it's not just uh -huh. a motor and then the, the pedals are just you know in the the subframe you, know, reason, you, you may have come up with the most logical response to that argument i've heard in a very long time yeah and it's funny the, the main reason why i probably switch over to derby from hobbits is because of aesthetics and i feel that the hobbit subframe is too short that's like my only gripe about it like anytime you build a hobbit it's always going to be so short looking or like the gap between the front wheel and the head is going to be huge if you try to stretch it out and it just mm -hmm. it looks weird so yeah i just wanted a longer bike pretty much i my hiccup with derbies and like i love mopeds i love them all the they're too tall mm. Like, I like a low bike. I like a low-feeling bike. And, like, I mean, I've got some stuff in the works that I'm going to figure out with some. I've got problem with me when it comes to building anything. I just, my garage is, like, my zen, like, chill out, not think about the world, not stress about anything. So I take my time putting stuff together. I am slow because I go 900 miles an hour at work. And, like, I'm okay going slow in my garage. So like it takes me forever to do stuff out there. And like eventually I want to, I got some ideas how to lower a Hobbit. Um, you want to lower a Hobbit even more? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I want to, I want as low as like a maxi. Like those are mm. low. Like I haven't I, ridden a maxi, but uh, mm. like the maxi I have uh, right here um, to my left, that pook. I want to put that on 16s and I want, I want, I want to slam that. Like, I just like low bikes and it was just for my upbringing. Like I always low rider culture. Like that's what I dug. Um, but back to you and your uh, moped journey. Like, so if you're not tied in, if you're not getting around the moped culture, how is it just through MA that you're finding out about the, like a derby? or like other bikes and stuff like that is that like kind of your tie into the culture pretty much yeah um the internet yeah pretty mainly ma and that's how i found out about a derby and then the one that i got was kind of through a friend of rainier's he was selling um like this kind of not fully put together derby it was missing its ignition and the it's and for some reason i always deal with uh, engine swap bikes so <laughs> all my hobbits aren't on hobbit frames and um i ended up putting it on to a free spirits frame but the way i get the frames they're already like welded together like i don't even like necessarily weld the you know the engine mounts to it i i just go hey does anyone have a free spirit with a hobbit mount on it and then someone's mm -hmm. like yeah i got one i'll sell it to you for 90 dollars." and i'm like 90 dollars? yeah sure ship it over here yeah dude that i'd take on that i'd take that setup for 90 bucks hell yeah yeah so i was riding that free spirit with a 
the Hobbit engine on it for a while. That's actually the bike that my friend has. And uh, we top tanked it with like a removable crossbar because sometimes you want to go step through and sometimes you want to do top tank. And that worked out really, really well for some reason. So let me ask you, step through or top, uh, step through or top tank, what's your bike of So choice? I have a top tank now, but I'd rather have it be a step through. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I do have a step through derby. Um, it's a DS50 and oh. it has an electric start and I started putting it together. It has turn signals and I wanted to like build it up to be from like, like a nice stock bike, but okay. um, I don't know. I put together my previous derby when my first kid was born and he's four now. And now that my second kid was born, I was going to put it together because you have some time off when kids are born. Um, <laughs> but I, it's, I don't foresee it happening. I got it running. Um, but the electrical work to get like the signals and the headlight and like the, I actually got the, the starter to work, the button push button start, but just Dude, riding, it doesn't, doesn't feel nice. It feels like you're riding a, a scooter which you basically are they so, are are you gonna yeah. keep the pedals on it so the one on the right it has that broken pedal arm like i think all of them do if i could find one that's not broken i would keep pedals on them. i always keep pedals on all my bikes yeah but like that yeah. is like so i've seen a few of them i almost bought one um but like i i don't get why you'd keep pedals on that derby of all derbies like it is a weird one to keep pedals on because you have to flip up the floorboards and you can barely even pedal it like that um but you know just because that's unique it makes it a moped if you have the pedals on it you take the moped pedals off then you definitely have a scooter i mean i've seen this tom guy around here he'll ride one and like it's damn near like high siding on that like whenever you take a turn say you take a right hand turn it's always damn near high siding on that right hand pedal. It's like, oh my god, like, because I that just scares the shit out of me riding by him with that. And like, obviously, he's his bike, he knows what he's doing, but it's like, ugh, like that's yeah. that's the only thing I dislike about that. But like, those DS derbies are fucking hot, dude. Like, I want to see someone make one go like seventy, like throw throw a seventy metric kit on it, like aluminum, fucking let that let that puppy eat, man, like. Hell yeah, put some V-Force re- eight-pedal reeds on that, just let it sing. Yeah, I mean, that was the ultimate goal, like, to transfer, like, my kit that is on my current top tank, like, derby to that bike. So I pulled up, like, when you talk to, ask me to be on this podcast, I'm like, hmm, I haven't really touched mopeds in a long time, and I have a kit sitting here, so I'm just going to slap it on my my bike to make sure that I still know how to work on bikes so that <laughs> when I get on here, I can, I, I, I for sure kind of remember know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so I did that. Yeah, pulled off the kit and I put on the the which kit is it? It's the 70 cc one that that dose sells. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it runs. I haven't seized it yet, but I just started it and I fired it up, but I still need to tune it cuz I I kind of go weird routes with my builds. I have an Amal on it. People hate Amals for some reason, but I think it's because no one else really runs them and you can't really like you know, ask the the zeitgeist like, hey, what 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 jet can I use? And you kind of just got to figure it out yourself. And plus, their yeah. jets are ten dollars each, so that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty big. I fell in love with the CP carbs years ago. Polini carbs? I, oh, fucking love them! Absolutely love them. But thing, and I will warn everybody about this: with a CP carb, 
they have what's called an air. I think it's the air brake or stop or something like that. It's basically another jet in there for the four cycle version of this carburetor. You have to pull that out and put a blank in there and just read the instructions to these carbs first because anything 17.5 on down is going to have an open air brake. You got to have a closed one. It's just, trust me, I blew up enough kits learning that the hard way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just like them. It was different because hmm. everybody was running PHPGs around here. And like, I, yeah. I have to be a little different. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be that different in mopeds, but like, um, I just, I liked them because I could actually, I was running VM20s. And mm. like, it didn't matter if I had a 160 jet in it or a 190 jet. I didn't feel any difference until I started playing with the clip. And then Andy Scouting told me, he goes, that's because like 90% of the tuning from a Makuni carb comes off the clip. I'm like, hmm. oh, okay. That makes sense. And yeah. Because like I, a PHPG will be, yeah. it'll be like more like, 60% off the clip and the other 20% are in your low side, high side jet. But sorry for interrupting you. What were you going to say? No, about? no, you're good. Yeah, I, I ran BMA18s on my my Hobbits. I, that was my carb of choice. Um, and I didn't notice that. I mean, I could tune it with the clip, um, but I think a lot of people kind of neglected the idle jet on the BMA18s and the mm -hmm. stock one that comes in there is way too big. Yep. It'll idle and it'll run, but you're not going to do anything like if you unless you swap that out. So I found that to be main issue why people Would, hate on that car. But I wanted to, you know, keep it Japanese. So I was like, oh, yeah, Makuni. <laughs> oh, yeah, Japanese bike. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that's why I, that's probably why I run them all on the Derby because, you know, Spanish bike, yeah. Spanish carb, do as the Spaniards do. Yes. <laughs> um, that, that makes sense. That's, I, I like I like your aesthetics about that. Um, one thing I want, I want, so I'm getting away from throwing big, big carbs on everything. Like I think I might in the next week or two buy a, a CP 15 and try that. Like I know one team from Baker's a few years ago, that's what they ran on their Derby was a, uh, CP 15. Like that's, yeah. Dude, I was running a 19 this year and I've got 17s in my garage. Like I'm going to I'm definitely going to start playing with carburetors this coming year because like I feel and like for myself, I feel like I've been over carb carburating everything for way too long mm -hmm. and just see what I can get away with cuz I know I've been I've just learning about stuff like I know I've been over jetting things for way too long and I had to overjet because I was compensating because I was over. I had way, I was advancing the timing way too much, and that was another thing I learned through just riding and um, making changes and stuff. Like, where's your biggest learning curve coming from? Are you or is it? I know you're family man, but like, what's your knit? You said is it just getting bikes running again, or like, what? What a part yeah. about mopeds is your thing? Is that kind of your thing right now? Um, I mean, I've, I've stopped kind of like buying non-running bikes and getting them running again. Um, my goal was eventually to like have two good running bikes that my wife could ride or eventually, you know, my kid or whatever. Um, but I don't know. She doesn't, she never wants to ride mopeds, even though when she went on a moped for the first time, she had the biggest smile on her face, but 
I don't know. Could never just get her get her into it. Kind of a bummer, but yeah, um, you know. But yeah, happen. so it's 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 just kind of building bikes that maybe other people don't build, and mm-hmm. just you know doing things how I feel like I want to do them. Like I I run small carbs. I've always ran. 15 millimeter mall on my derby but now that i'm upgrading to the 70 cc kit uh or the 43.5 whatever kit yeah. i'm gonna run a 17 millimeter carb on it and yeah. should be fine i think yeah, yeah. um yeah. how far are you from sacramento <laughs> i don't I... know like 10, 10 hours probably jesus christ i have no yeah. fucking clue where anything is in california people well i was yeah, gonna say like yeah. uh, <laughs> um like the west coast is so is still gnarly to me because like i look at the ma calendar and like you guys have the national rally but like uh out in sacramento coming up and but it's like oh sacramento is not gonna be that far from you no no it is jim it's like yeah I, that's I basically it's like, like driving, driving to, to ohio for me yeah. yeah you could do you could drive to a different state basically yeah. and how long it would it take me to drive to like northern california yeah dude that's nuts um yeah. So it sounds like some of you kids and I, Hillary from the gas cats, love you, Hillary. Um, she gave me a list that I will have to like show you sometime that like of all the different clubs in California. And she gave it to me during my ride out to Ch- I was actually at building gather the other weekend and I was talking to Conan on the phone. I was like, Holy shit. Like, I'm like, I love you, Tiffany. I can't read all this and drive and talk to Conan at the same time. Um, Cause Randy from the heavy, heavy peddlers claims he was going to get me a map of California with all the gangs in it or clubs, mm. clubs, but you know, we're still waiting on that. Randy still waiting on that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've messaged some guys from that there. So they're over in like, I think long beach, which is yep. actually pretty close to me. So it's pretty, it's like in between LA in yeah. Orange County, where Long Beach is, it's yeah. technically LA County, um, but it's funny. Like I think my COVID Hobbit project ended up over riding with those guys. So anytime I see it, you know, still riding, I'm like, wow, someone still rides that bike. That's that's actually pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. getting more, uh, you know, uh, rally love than I've ever gotten. Like with group rides. <laughs> well, like yeah. it's rad because like I. James Culver from the Knuckleheads is out there, and uh, Randy, and like that's just a really good scene happening over in your area. Like, I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen because now I feel like next year is gonna be a year of so much going on in mopeds, it's gonna be so fucking rad. Um, especially like when Treats comes out with their brake plates for the Camino wheels they reproduce, which is super fucking rad. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break everybody a little story about that rear brake plate and how that all came to be. Um, so I got a set of wheels from Europe a couple years ago, and I don't know. I'm not gonna throw the person who sold it to me under the bus. I got two sets, and I started I started inspecting everything, and and I noticed it was cracked. One of my rear brake plates, and everybody knows for hobbits that's unobtainium. Fucking, you're not finding it. And I don't know how this all came to be. It was when I still, I just got the podcast going and I hit up Joe Schmidova for some reason. I'm like, Joe, you're a smart guy. Is there any way you could ever reproduce these? And he just said, yeah, 
I'm like, what? And so Joe catted an entire rear uh, Camino brake plate, remade everything, and sent it to me for a very, very reasonable price. Well, a little bit, about a year down the road, I found out Treats, I put two and two together what was going on. The Treats was reproducing the rear Hobbit wheels. So I let um, the people at Treats know, hey, I know somebody with the CAD program for the rear brake plate. They're like, who? So I set them up with Joe, which was fucking awesome. Like, it's secret. It's shit like that. I love putting people with people. And, like, I want to say you get hooked up with Randy and James Culver because I know you're a family man, but I know you guys would all have a ball riding mopeds because those two people are fucking sweethearts is what they are. Yeah, I listened to their podcast with uh, James Culver and, yeah, yeah, seems like a really good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I remember like coming across the Knuckleheads, like their their group, like when I first started, but um, I wasn't really interested in like, you know, trying to join a, a crew or anything. I was just kind of like trying to do research. But I think, you know, they, they kind of don't write as much either, right? No, they're, you know, just like everything, they kind of have yeah. flows and like, I, I <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I can say. Like, just getting out, like I won't see people riding again. Like you hear everybody yeah. talking, oh, it's kind of sat in the garage. It's kind of, dude. Let's just start riding again. Like that. That's just gonna. I'm so. Just I've been kind of like had the whole winter blues going on the last couple of weeks, and like just talking about riding again is making me happy. Like, um, talking at Build and Gather a couple of weeks ago is like it's a good thing that I have winter because it it removes me from my love. And like the heart grows fonder. Like I don't know what mm. I would do if I could ride mopeds twelve months out of the year. It might, and that's where some of my passion for all this comes from. Like, um, so you working on the DS? You had that DS build you were working on. Um, what what what's mopeds like for you? I mean, you said you had a newborn. Congratulations on that. Thank Abel. you. Yeah, um, yeah. What what brand is it, boy or girl? So the newborn is a girl, and I have oh. a boy. So we got one of each. Oh, there you go. Um, congratulations, yeah. and yeah. Um, I hope they're not a troublemaker like you probably were. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was actually a pretty good kid. You know, <laughs> mischievous maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what? What are some goals you have for twenty twenty three for your mopeding life? I mean, I know family is a big thing. I mean, yeah. that was your mistake for having kids. I didn't make that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So it, 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 I do want to obviously ride more. Um, I was doing like a decent amount of like building writing during COVID because I was just doing it alone anyway. So mm-hmm. um, that was actually kind of nice. Um, but maybe for this year, like I have to tune my new bikes to see how fast it can go. Um, probably, you know break 60 or so i was thinking i was only hitting like around 50 ish 55 ish with the the metric kit before um but the ds50 i'm probably gonna actually end up selling um yeah i don't know i think someone else would have better use out of it than me i think it was previously like a choke bike too that's what who i bought it from said oh awesome yeah um so it's actually very complete um it has like the the metric kit like original blue baffle pipe on it that Mm -hmm. i've that I was able to pick up from the swap meet. Um, but the baffle broke off, and I was only able to tell because, like, I could see the blue scrapings of like the, <laughs> the baffle still attached to the the pipe. But That's yeah, it's awesome. a good bike. Um, 
I got it running. So that's like the hard part, right? So someone mm-hmm. who wants to pick up a bike and do the rest of it. But yeah, the electric start is cool. Kind of weird. Uh, makes it really feel too new and like not you're riding like a vintage bike anymore. So mm-hmm. probably the reason why I kind of like stopped working on it. Once I got it running, I was like, okay, I kind of not as interested anymore because mm-hmm. now that it runs. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Get my good bike running. Maybe try to ride with... Uh, some some of those dudes the heavy peddlers or or knuckleheads yeah. maybe and then yeah, yeah. i don't know maybe la will come back I, I was trying to do la moped workshop with mike for a long time but i never was able to get it out there but what he was doing was amazing like yeah. like that that like group build thing and then raffling it off at the end i thought that was the way to build community and mm-hmm. i wish i was able to make it out you know at least a couple of times but i don't know we'll see yeah yeah uh, there's a lot of, you know, it feel it was so weird. Cause it feels like all the old heads came out to uh, Seattle and it was like a reunion for the West coast for like people who'd been like, uh, Dodie Bendeco, he came out who done moped head guy. Um, a lot of the old mosquito fleets, uh, a lot of puddle cutters, a lot of people, uh, lost boys from LA. I think they're from LA. Um, Randy was up there and Gracie and James Culver. Like, uh, I, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen on the West coast. Maitland Kelly was up there. Like that was a huge, like, I can't recommend enough for you to try to get up to Sacramento for the national rally. Cause I think that's going to be fucking huge. Like biggest rally I ever went to was last spring out in Nashville at the daggers. And that was a couple hundred bikes. I could see there being 300 people out at uh, Sacramento. I really do. Like, it's going to be people have had, like, people had time to get ready for uh, Seattle. But, like, I don't know. I think I think Sacramento is going to be huge. It's the first national, quote-unquote, thing. Like, but we'll see, you know? Who knows what's yeah. going to, who knows what tomorrow's going to bring, dude? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, my my buddy that I sold my hobbit to, he actually was like the only friend of mine that I could convince to get into mopeds and he had bought a Magnum mm-hmm. untuned Oof. previously and he's like I can't get it running or can you can you at least fix it for me? And then so I did. And then I ended up selling it and then he just ended up buying my bike instead when I built the <laughs> derby. But maybe <laughs> he would be a good candidate. He has a truck now. Yeah. Um shout out to Chris. We'll we'll we'll, we'll plan on bringing our mopeds maybe to Sacramento in his yeah, truck yeah. and do a ride up there. That would be like probably the only way. You uh, could be like the Treats boys. Uh, they all came up to Seattle. I think Clyde's truck broke down halfway home. They had like three tow trucks later. Like everybody was watching it via Instagram. Like, sorry about that collider. Um, but yeah, dude, like I can't encourage uh, group rides enough, like trying to get something going out there. Like if you want to build a scene, like do it consistently. Like that's one thing I'll say about Minnesota, like Castle Rollers, they do a very good job. You hear about that all the time, like how the cranks would always be at Fuel Cafe for years and years. And they had such a strong scene there in, in Milwaukee. And now I think it's kind of, it's, it is what it is. Um, but like Minnesota, dude, they get fucking 30 bikes out there on like any random Thursday in the summertime, which is so freaking rad. Um, and I, and I encourage everybody like get your group scene going, like be consistent. Like that's 
all I know is consistency for that. And anybody from yeah. Minnesota's listen list, I will be there Thursday, and I'm handing out Moped Rich calendars. So there is your warning. Mm, Moped Rich, that guy's in Texas, right? Yep, Lou. He's a super nice guy, super rad guy, busy like you, family man. So like, yeah, uh, I'm. I think Lou's gonna be on in a week or so. We're gonna have a calendar rundown. So if anybody hasn't got their Moped Rich calendar, definitely uh, reach out to him or Treeland or Dose. I'm not sure who all is getting them this year, but or if you're in Minnesota, show up to the Yacht Club on Thursday around 6.30. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, I'm all, uh, I said it right again. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I can't think enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. I hope this encourages you to keep building, keep riding. Um, dude, I'm, we'll talk a little bit after the show. Uh, I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you said yes. I like having the random person I have no idea about on the show every once in a while. Um, yeah, dude. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb. Thanks, my guy. Bye.